Welcome to Guest of the Year. I'm the host. My name is Mike. Today we've got six deadheads from around the country competing for a $50 gift card to REI and a spot in next week's show. Here's how the game works. We'll play the first part of a Grateful Dead live track, and each contestant will use the messaging system to silently guess which year their performance is from. Contestants, who are all on video to prevent any possibility of cheating, can submit their guesses at any time during the clip or in the 10 seconds after it concludes. Whoever is furthest from the correct year is eliminated. The last two deadheads standing will have a best of three series to determine a winner. We've got our two-time returning champion, Kyle, here, and we'll meet the rest of the deadheads in a moment. But let's hear the first song. Without further ado, The Grateful Dead. song is Bertha. It was at the Portland Memorial Coliseum on May 19th, 1974. Uh, it was a wall of sound show and it featured one of the, one of three live money monies ever. A song I've never heard before. Um, you're okay. I'm not missing much. <laughs> no, you're good. Keep it that way. Okay. Hey, um, <laughs> um, Riley is 18 years old and she's from Los Angeles. You guessed 1974 correctly. You are the only one to guess 1974 correctly. How did you diagnose it? Um, yeah, I think uh, I think I definitely got like a wall sound sort of vibe. Um, definitely the piano was very, um, very bouncy in a way that's, I think, very indicative of that year. Um, I kind of had that like raw sound uh, of Bertha from like 72, but I think, yeah, it was a more... Um, you know and uh the band the sound is more is uh you know it yeah it's more wall of sound it's a little more jazzy so i think that's kind of that's how i figured it out and you're 18 and when did you start listening to the dead and uh how'd you get into them oh well um i got into them uh last year uh i've just been a you know a rock and roll fan for um, basically my whole life. So I thought it was, you know, uh, eventually I was going to, you know, get into them one way or the other, you know, they're this huge band. At first I was a little wary of, uh, cause I hadn't gotten into like jam bands before, but, uh, I was into kind of like 
folk rock stuff. So that was sort of my gateway in. And now I've been totally hooked. So you kind of just found it on your own. You just listened to like a lot of music and just ventured. Yeah. 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 Um, I got into them, I think, because I was a Jimmy Buffett fan. Mm -hmm. And then he does two covers. He does Scarlet Begonias and Uncle John's Band. And then I got, I wanted to listen to the originals and I, I, I just got, I got really, um, got really into them. Amazing. Um, thanks for playing. So Nob, you guessed 1973. You yes. are also safe. You move on to the next round. You are 23 from New Jersey. Yes. And what, what'd you, why'd you guess 73? I, the the piano was also a big key for me. It was very much uh, you you couldn't hear the other drummer, so it was definitely. Though I do think Mickey had already left by the time they introduced Bertha. I don't know, but that was kind. Of, it, it had that rawness. I honestly, at one point, and you wouldn't let me reguess it. I'm glad you didn't because it was further away. I thought it was seventy two for a minute when I didn't hear Donna doing the harmony, but. Uh, yeah, it's it had that seventy three feel, but I, I can see it being a seventy four. Love it. And how'd you get into the dead? I'm a, a second generation deadhead. My dad uh, followed them from eighty five until the end, and so uh, growing up, Grateful Dead music was always in the house. Um, it's just I, I like I knew these songs before I could articulate like what I don't know the world around me was. Um, so it's just kind of always been, and then when I was in college, I don't know if it was a nostalgia from home or just finally getting the right circumstances of life, but I really started deep diving into the canon for myself and really, uh, just loving this music. Um, well, two other people also guessed 1973, I should have said. Nob did, as well as Luke and Kyle. We'll go to our returning champion, Kyle. I know you're you're big into music, and I was wondering about your musical background and how also you under, you got seventy three here. Really, like everybody else mentioned, uh, it had this seventy three seventy four vibe. I went with seventy three mostly because you haven't. I don't know if you've done a seventy three yet. You've done some seventy fours, so I figured, fuck it, I'd give seventy three some love. <laughs> Uh, I just have very like promiscuous ears. I, I come from a family of people who are like big into music and they were always turning me on to stuff. So I was listening to all the classic rock stuff, you know, growing up and I was born in 74. So like in the eighties, that was like my, you know, current hits and stuff. So I was in the police and Van Halen and Guns N' Roses and all that shit. And I graduated high school in 92, which put me like in a great era for the end of the dead run. I mean, I saw him in 80, 89, 90, 91 and 92. And then uh, by then, I guess I just moved on to like smashing pumpkins. And I was angrier in, in 1992 than I was in 1989. Great. Uh, Lucas31, he's from Elliot, Maine. Is it, is it Elliot? Yep. Okay, it's not some like French word or something. Like, like, e, like E.T., you know. Okay, cool, cool. Luke, you also guessed 73. You're on in the next yeah. round. We've, we've, we've gotten a good <clears throat> breakdown awesome. of the sound, but how'd you get into the Yeah, gym? absolutely. Oh, man. I mean, it goes back to uh, when I was a little kid, my parents were having a yard sale, and this uh, hippie guy pulls out a record in the bin my parents are selling, and it's the Skull and Roses uh, record. But I was like, why do my parents have a record with a skeleton on it, you know? And fast forward, you know, 13 years old, getting into classic rock and stuff as a kid, uh, you know, I decide to pick up that same CD and, uh, you know, went to rat dog shows, further shows, uh, 
followed fish and whatnot. And, uh, it's been a big journey, uh, of my life since then. <laughs> How'd you like rat dog? Oh, I love, loved rat dog. Cause they performed like a mix of like dead and non-dead songs, right? Yeah, I, I liked it because it, it was its own band, you know? It wasn't like Bobby uh, playing in a, like a dead cover band in a way, you know? Thanks, Luke. Dylan, you guessed 1971. Sadly, you are eliminated. You were not far no. off. Everyone else is just on their shit today. Um, soiled quick. this. I soiled this, man. <laughs> You're 24. You're from Winston-Salem. Again, you were not far off, but what'd you hear? So... Somebody said the 73 thing, right? So when I think of 73, I think of like the second set, Eyes of the World starting to get a little jammy, right? So when I think Bertha, I just think like 71. I don't know. I just, it felt very simple and basic. Didn't hear Donna on the harmonies either. So that was like, maybe Keith is just getting into the piano. Donna's not really doing much. That's my explanation, but man, am I disappointed. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dylan. Yeah, it's tough. No, it's okay. Um, well, talk to us. How'd you uh, how'd you get into the dead? So second generation deadhead. My dad was huge into him. Uh, followed him, but late '80s. Uh, he's a huge Brent fan. Um, so naturally, heard all the songs growing up. And then I play guitar too. So once I once I started learning more on the guitar, then I could start to play Grateful Dead, and that was really cool to me. And then I just have been obsessed for. I don't know, eight or nine years now. <laughs> so when you play Grateful Dead on the, on the guitar, I'm guessing you're playing like Jerry's parts and kind of soloing and messing around. Well, so I, I, I loop. So I started with like learning the lead Jerry's thing, but then I, you know, Bobby's rhythm playing is so unique and just very intricate. Um, and it's distinctive of Bobby, of course. So then I started to learn his way of playing. So I kind of do a loop where I like, loop Bobby's stuff and then play Jerry's stuff over it. So I, I'm like Bob and Jerry in one, in a, but in a very minimalistic way, I'd, that's a big claim to make, you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> let me, let me, let me pull back a little bit. You know, I, I'm, <laughs> I don't know music, music very well, but, uh, instruments very well, but so I, I, but I understand that Bobby's rhythm guitar playing is, is unique. So you, how do you learn how to do that? Do you just memorize the notes he plays? Because it's, it seems like it would not be intuitive at all. Um, it was a mixture of playing by ear and um, a lot of different websites, like for any uh, musicians out there, J Darks, Are You Kind, two huge sites that uh, uh, people have broke this stuff down into tabs. So that's super easy to read, but um, that helps. But to, to watch him too, you know, I like, like watching uh, videos of the closing of Winterland. Like that's how I learned how to play Weather Report Suite to just watch exactly what he was doing made a lot more sense than just, you know, thinking about it in music theory. Sometimes you got to see his hands, what positions he's using, which voicings, but there's so much that goes into it. He's crazy. Love him. Thank you, Dylan. I really appreciate you yeah. coming on. Yeah, and I've got to say, I am just now finding out after all this time, it's are you kind? I've been calling it Rue kind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad to. Did I clear that up for you or did you, you learn sure that did. from somebody else? Okay, no, good. No, you sure well, cleared that up. I've, I've been a benefit here in some way. Um. <laughs> all right. So, Nob, Alana, Riley, Luke, and Kyle are on to the next round. Let's play the song.
The guesses are in. The song was Cassidy. The Beacon Theater in New York City on June 14th, 1976. The lyrics were written by John Perry Barlow and are about both his newborn daughter, Cassidy, and cowboy Neil Cassidy, who died two years before. So we had two people get it exactly. Luke and um, Nob. Luke, we'll start with you. Yeah. You nailed it. Talk to us. Well, it's got that 76 sound of the two drummers coming back together. You know, Billy was pissed about it, and you can kind of, you know, hear it in those 76 shows a little bit, but it's great as well. But um, also, you know, they brought Cassidy as a song, I'm pretty sure, in 76. It wasn't played with the whole band, you know, other than on Ace. Before that, I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me on that. I think there was that. a one-off in 74. Okay, this, oh yeah, maybe Cal Pala yeah. 74. Cal, yeah, okay, there's some 74 ones, you're right. Totally, no, thank you, thank you for that. But uh, yeah, um, you know, Don is there, the two drummers. Yeah, it's it's great. The, those Beacon Theater shows are great, and the Boston Music Hall ones in, as well, I think, beforehand. There's the, those two, and then the, the Beacon ones. Great work. Okay, Nob, you also guessed 1976. Yes. How'd you figure it out? Pretty similar reasons. The two drummers, uh, the Donna. I honestly went back and forth if it was 76 or 77, but uh, I, my gut said 76. There's one, I think from only the next night that I really like, and it reminded me enough of that that I thought, let's go 76. I was honestly awesome. thinking well, it was gonna, you were gonna say 77 and I was gonna feel so silly. Why did you think it could have been Posse 77? Like what characteristic? To me, it didn't quite yet have that 77 polish. It's still, there's a looseness to 76 as the band is redefining itself. Um, I like 76 a lot, Um, but to me, there's a slickness to 77 that was just lacking there, which makes sense because it was 76. Thank you. Kyle, Riley, and Luke, you guys all guessed 1978. We'll just move on to the next round. This is going to be a long episode. There are times when you can beckon. There are times when you must call. You can take a lot of reckoning, but you can't take it all. There are times when I 
times when you must fall There are times when you must live in death And I can't help it all some wild faces yeah i don't know what was going on in that uh uh harmony portion of the yeah, program it was phil, phil. it was phil yeah. yeah but it was what was omitted that that threw me and i then i ended up not even typing in the year i intended it yeah <laughs> yeah that was a weird one i'm like oh shit i did go with that fuck all right I do think that was the first Phil like heavy harmony we've had on the show so far. <laughs> it is kind of odd. All right. Build to last at the Meadowlands on October 16th, 1989. Uh, Built to last is the title track off the dead's 13th and final album. Brent had four song credits on the album, all with lyricist John Perry Barlow. Riley, you were closest. You guessed 1990. Walk us through it. Well, okay. I was um I was also uh thrown off by the harmony, um, which I, I guess now is Phil, which he really should not be doing harmonies because this singing is it's so awful. Oh my god. But um yeah, I was expect I was expecting it to be Brent. And when it wasn't, I was like, Okay. I, I didn't I kinda wanted to hedge my bet, you know. I didn't if it was if for some reason Brent wasn't singing along that night then I wanted it to be because 90 half the year he was alive the other half he wasn't it was it was Hornsby and, and um and Vince so I thought if that was post uh Brent's death and maybe and that's why someone else was singing along then um I would have that half of the year covered and if he was still alive then I would have that half of the year covered no but other than that the 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 synthesizer sound is very, um, you know, indicative of that year. And um, yeah, I mean, you can tell it can't be any earlier than 89, uh, obviously. Um, so yeah, that was that was my, my reasoning. Great. Playing the game. I like that. Yeah. Kyle and Luke both guessed 1991. Uh, Kyle, I'll go to you because you were uh, gesticulating and moaning. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever that caterwauling Phil was doing threw me off, but Brent, I could spot, I intended to type 1990, but uh, for reasons not entirely clear, I typed 1991. So I'm hoping I get through to the next round. But all of the reasons stated, I mean, it was clearly Brent. Um, <clears throat> I love that song. I mean, it's a great song. It's one of the like great, you know, late era songs. I saw him play it at Alpine Valley in 89 and I dug it and it's a good song. Nice pick. I also like that song. Thank you. 
Um, Luke, anything you want to add? Great tune. Uh, yeah, I, for some reason, I, I didn't think Brent was on there. I don't know why. Love Brent so much. Um, it just maybe because the Phil uh, vocals were so loud, it just threw me off. But uh, yeah, I thought it was 91. I thought maybe it was Hornsby and Vince. Alana, you guessed 1992. You're also safe. Why'd you guess 92? You know, I, I'm i with Luke on this. I really didn't hear Brent in that. Um, I loved 89. It's, it is one of my favorite years. Um, and that just didn't sound like, I think it's a great year. And that didn't sound like it came from a great year. Um, I was distracted by Phil, but also by Jerry. He sounded so rough and ragged. And I was like, this is gotta be in the 90s somewhere they sound all torn up and and i i think i was mainly caught up in the vocals to really um hear brent but a lack of brent vocals too so that that led me to 92 great well you're safe knob i'm so sorry you're eliminated okay. you guessed 1993 yeah well it was a mix of the previous stated factors i jerry sounded a little rough to me i couldn't hear brent and so I started listening for two keys of both Hornsby and Vince, but when it only sounded like one player, I shot for after Hornsby leaves instead of before Hornsby joins. So it's all right. These are the consequences of my own actions. <laughs> <laughs> They're devastating consequences. Yeah, 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 I can't. I won't be able to look at myself in the mirror for about a week and a half, but eventually that week and a half will pass. They always do every week. I hope so. Exactly. 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 Man, that's brutal because your reasoning was so thoughtful. I know. I really thought it out. Can I at least plug my (laughs) podcast before I leave? Of course, Nob. Hit it. (laughs) It's help on the way. It's a Grateful Dead podcast where every week me and two other people, deadheads, uh, will listen to a randomly generated show um, and we talk about them. And sometimes they're really good and sometimes they're really bad. It's, it's It's the Grateful Dead, baby. Uh, so do you, podcasts do you like, Spotify. oh, sorry. I say it one more time. I talked to over you. No, it, help on the way pod everywhere except Spotify. We got kicked off of there. <laughs> okay. So, um, do you guys play the show, pause, chat, talk over the show? How do you do it? We, we talk for about like a half hour, 40 minutes. And then we play one of the sets of the show. We decide which one we like more. I look forward to listening knob and thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Have a good rest of the show. Okay. Kyle, Alana, Riley, and Luke. Let's play the next song. This way ain't no way no Green bulls in down that highway where ocean breezes blow and my tongue coming the voices say and they tell me where I go Don't worry about me No no don't worry about me no I ain't in no hurry 
guesses are in someone is eliminated nobody got it two people are close it was estimated profit at the keel auditorium in st louis on august 4th 1982 the dead played estimate profit 390 times in the years followed its debut in 77 the longest time between performances was only 15 shows so it was never really shelved kyle and luke you both guessed 1983 you're both on to the next round luke we'll start with you What'd you hear there? Yeah, um, just to sound like, or you know, mid '80s dead to me. At first, I was thinking maybe '87, because uh, Brent's keyboard kind of had more of that fake piano like keyboard sound. Um, but then I drew back to thinking maybe '83. I, I don't know, kind of just a guess, really. Some of those years sort of blend together sometimes, especially if you're just going like one track at a time. But Kyle. Uh... Totally what Luke said. I the keyboard threw me a little bit because it did sound a little synthy for Brent, but uh, it was Bob's guitar that brought me back to the early '80s. I figured it was going to be somewhere '81, '83. Uh, Jerry sounded a little rough in his portion of the program uh, vocally, so I just said '83. Uh, you know, why not? Riley, you guessed 1977. You're also on to the next round. Boy, I thought it would be me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um yeah talk to yeah. us uh i don't know to me i guess i i think i it, it sounded like a very classic um kind of like uh eyes into estimated to me from that from that period um just that that kind of bouncy sound um uh, and I, I couldn't really hear the synth. I, I was listening for it, and I was mostly hearing just straight piano. Maybe I mean, maybe I wasn't listening carefully enough, so I thought it was like, you know, 77, 78. But um, if I had heard the synth, that probably would have turned me um, turned me off from it. But yeah, the 77, 82, that's a big gap. And uh, so that's that's pretty embarrassing for me. Alana, you... Speaking of embarrassing, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Alana, you guessed, uh, you guessed 1991. I whiffed it. I sure did. You know, I, again, I think I was focusing a lot on the vocals. I heard some, a lot of uh, raggedness and, and Jerry's voice in the backgrounds, but I swear I heard Vince in there, not Brent. It was just that kind of that high pitch and I know they both get there but I I swore it was Vince combined with that synth that it just didn't sound like Brent and I was thinking at one point I was kind of thinking maybe this is early 80s but it didn't sound you know coked out enough uh <laughs> so I was like this is this is 90s this is 91 I was fairly confident it'd be in there and here I am well Lana you rule thank you so much for playing thanks for having me good luck to the rest of you Good luck to Riley, Kyle, and Luke, who are all into the next round. Now we're trying to get it down to two to play a best of three series to win the $50 REI gift card and knock Kyle off his perch. Let's play the next song. 
Rolls with a peso in my hand Watching five children on the street And I catch a glimpse of the black-eyed girls Who giggle when I smile That little boy wants to shine my feet And the three days ride from Bakersfield And I don't know why I can't I guess I can't keep from paying dear So instead I've got a bottle And a girl that just poured tea Mexicali Blues at the Stanley Theater in Pittsburgh on September 26, 1972. Mexicali Blues is actually from Bob Weir's solo album, Ace. However, it appeared on Grateful Dead's 1974 greatest hits album, Skeletons in the Closet. Riley, you got it exactly, again, 1972. Talk to us. Yeah, I just thought it really had that 72, uh, that's kind of rootsy 72 sound uh it started yeah starting in 73 with wake of the flood you know things started to get more jazzy you know this was very like classic you know rootsy um like 70 through 72 sound um but it was like 70 71 is a little more it's a little bit more stripped down um it's a little bit more folky this was just like you know it was you know full power country rock you know sounded like um uh, it, it sounded like it could have been on Europe 72 or um, Skull and Bones. I think it might, I don't know. That's, I don't think that song was on Skull and Bones. That was me and my, my uncle was on Skull and Bones. And it's a very similar sound. Uh, so yeah, that's sort of, I think it could have been that. Could have been 71 though. Um, could have been, could have been 73. So yeah. Impressive. Luke and Kyle. You guys were both one year off in different directions. You're both on in the next round. No one's eliminated. Kyle, you guessed 1971. Luke, you guessed 1973. We'll start with Kyle. Uh, anything you want to add to Riley's breakdown? Uh, I agreed with her assessment that it was 70 to 72. So I guessed uh, 71 to be in the middle. And Luke? Nothing much sad. Thought, thought Riley had a great breakdown. We're still trying to get down to two here. I'll play another song. You 
I Need a Miracle at Winterland on October 17th, 1978. The song is from a run of shows following the dead's return from Egypt. Slides from the band's trip were projected for fans. Luke, you got it correct. You guessed 1978. You are on the finals. Walk us through it. That's some coming back from Egypt energy right there, you know. Um, 78, Jerry has kind of like that like fuzzy sort of tone like not that it is a fuzz pedal but like his i don't know there's extra grit com- than compared to 77 i feel like also 78's like a little weirder and like they almost like rock harder at certain times even though 77 you know is more pristine in a lot of ways um yeah i don't that had like a lot of energy to it it's great okay riley you guessed 1985 you are on to the next round um, we're, we're just going to go to Kyle real quick. Um, our, our departed champ who guessed 1994. Yeah. Yeah. This was just a total fuck up. Um, I heard piano. It didn't, it, it sounded like so buried in the mix. I couldn't get a gauge really on who it was. There was just something about the sonic quality of it. Uh, the, the sound of it where I just didn't think it was, uh, older. It, it just sounded like newer. And I was, I stopped going to shows in 92. I wasn't a big, like Vince era fan. And I knew you were eventually going to throw some bullshit from 94 and 95 at us. So I was like, well, out of, out of lack of any other option, I'll, I'll go with that. But I was like, I mean, I can't even do the math of how far off I was. So I concede uh, my crown to one of you. Excellent work, both of you. Uh, Ryan, how old are you? Great job. <laughs> you're 18? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you're really good at this shit for 18. Well done. Oh, thank you. No, you're... You're a, a three-time, two-time champion, though. You know that takes that takes a lot of skill. Well, you you become a legend by taking out a legend. So one of you, you know, <laughs> clearly are onto big things. Thank you, Kyle, Riley, and Luke. You guys are on to the best of three series. Let's do it. <laughs>
Touch of Grey, Starlight Theater in Kansas City, July 3rd, 1984. It was a really frenetic Touch of Grey, and it came after Scarlet Begonias and before Fire on the Mountain, and then there was another Scarlet Begonias. Uh, the band was reportedly experimenting with cocaine at the time. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> uh, Luke and Riley, you both guessed 1983. No one gets a point. Riley, what'd you hear? Yeah, I think, yeah, I definitely hear that kind of coked out manic. Um, manic early 80s sound also kind of that like jangly um, keyboard sound kind of like um, it's before it's all like a, a smooth and synthy it's kind of like like uh, it's kind of like sounds sort of like a guitar sort of in a way that like the synth from like 81 83 so that's what I was that's what I was thinking about um, yeah it sounds like a very early touch of gray like before it was um really developed also uh he says i i can hear he says uh, i see you've got your list out later became i see you've got your fist out so you can tell the lyrics which is more about the the anger you know the counterculture anger that he's talking about so yeah i could tell the sort of an early version wow what a pull at that detail amazing uh luke you had the same guess yeah i'll uh I'll echo all of that yet, yet clearly an early touch of gray you know i was thinking 83 84 Went with 83. It was 84. That Kansas show, though, I've listened to that before. It's the whole thing's like, it's really good. Anybody listening should check out the whole show. Okay. No one gets the point. Still best of three, zero, zero. Let's play the next song. Thank you. 
All right, the guesses are in. Black Peter at Soldier Field on June 22nd, 1991. Uh, Black Peter was first performed on December 4th, 1969, before appearing on Working Man's Dead in 1970. Luke, you got it exactly. Um, it, you know, Vince and Hornsby are on it. You can hear them kind of weaving in and out of one another. Um, Jerry's getting more into his 90s vocal sound, um, kind of out of the, you know, 89 um, cleaner Jerry. Um, yeah, those kind of what brought me to that guest definitely didn't sound like it was, you know, anything too far into the 90s. Riley, you guessed 1994. Yeah, I just I just thought it sounded so awful in his voice that it seemed I, I felt <laughs> like uh, it must have been close to the end. It was just so um, so weak his voice. Um, I just thought it had like his voice was still in decent shape in '91. I mean, it wasn't. I didn't think it was. Maybe this was just a particularly awful night, but um, that's sort of what. And it was obviously, you know. 90s show and yeah the synth was definitely post Brent you can tell it's not his signature Hammond sound um but yeah that 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 was my that was my reasoning all right Luke's up 1-0 if he wins the next one he wins the series Riley needs to win this one to tie it up let's play the song Guesses are in. It was Lazy Lightning at the Nassau Coliseum on May 15th, 1980. Luke, you guessed 1979. You were closer. You are the new champion. Congratulations. Let's Thanks. See, let's hear it. Thank, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. You went up against some stiff competition. You prevailed. How did you diagnose that last one? Uh, yeah, uh, you know, 79 or 80. Um sounded like early Brent, you know, just joining the band. He wasn't really like 
you can hear those early Brent shows because he almost isn't playing as out as much or even singing out as much as he does even when he gets into 81 or 82. Um, so that's kind of why I got that guess. Just by Brent's meekness, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he was, you know, he, he's not trying to overstep his boundaries yet in the band. So it has to be like 79 or 80. Congratulations. Riley, you guessed 1977. You had a great run. You're a prodigy. Oh, What'd you hear uh, there on 1977? <laughs> uh, to me, it just sounded like it had that like really tight, uh, you know, kind of aggressive, um, you know, like hard driven uh, 77 sound. I couldn't really hear much of Brent. Uh, so I assumed that it was, it was a Keith show. Um, so that's uh, that speaks to um, a higher level of uh, of listening that Luke is capable of to see. Oh, that was actually not that it was key. It was it was it was a meek Brent. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was. Uh, yeah, that was that was an astute analysis. Thanks, Luke. Congratulations. Appreciate it. Great job. How how are you going to spend that fifty dollars REI gift card? Are you thinking like a water <laughs> bottle? Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm part of the the REI co-op, so I, I go there every now and then. So looking forward to using it. Thank you. Awesome. The, the reason we do REI gift cards, which is pretty random, is because I thought we dead.net did gift cards, but they don't, which is anyone's guess. And I couldn't find like a non-evil company that did um, digital gift cards. So here we are. All right. Subscribe to Guess the Year on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. For show updates, follow us at, at Guess the Year on Instagram. And if you want to be a contestant on the show, sponsor the show, or make comments, ask questions, email us at guesstheyearshow at gmail.com. Your gift card could replace the REI gift card. Just, you know. Um, I just want to give a special shout out. This past week, the Grateful Dead Instagram community was really, uh, really cool to the podcast. Um, especially Jack was kind of like the, led the way on that, who was on the first episode. His Instagram's uh, eight-sided whispering. And then kind of his community was really welcoming and kind of, boosted the show up on Instagram. We went from like five followers, which is basically like a Russian bot to uh, <laughs> sentience. So thank you to Jack and Skeletown, Too Much Too Fast, who are both make dead centric designs, really cool ones. My friends wear uh, Skeletowns all the time. And then from the lot who, you know, legendary uh, Instagram account, thank you for kind of spreading the word as well. And then also, lastly, Ethan on TikTok. He does cool, like, kind of quick bites on TikTok. Ethan J. Rosenberg, 52. And he does short videos. And he did a really dope one about the show as well. Thank you to all of them. For the fun facts of the show, I relied heavily on Dead.net and Grateful Dead of the Day and their commenters. Thank you. And thank you to the amazing tapers whose recordings made this show possible. Congratulations to our new winner, Luke. And fairly well to our uh, two-time defending champ, Kyle. We'll see you on the Tournament of Champions. Uh, later in the year, early next year at some point. And to our other contestants, thanks for playing. And remember, it's all one song anyways. Good night. Good night.